Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 38, which we're recording on Monday, June 10th. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And here we are back to a normal episode. <laughs> no guests on the show today. It's kind of the wrap up of the Fantastic Dying series. And once again, many, many thanks to Kim of Western Sky Knits and Karita of Neighborhood Fiber Company, who were so educational and sweet to spend so much time with us. Yeah, that was great. Had a good time, got to know both of them a little bit better, and learned a lot. Yeah, I'm really fascinated. Now my next thing is I want to learn about all the different bases and fibers. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're <laughs> about dyeing and color. Now I want to go to the next step. You're right. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. So... Our so normal we segment. We haven't done this in a while. Right. It I feel so back, odd. I did look back and determine the last date we recorded. I had to do that. A too. regular <laughs> session. It was May third. So yeah. it's been about five weeks since we had a regular um, episode yeah. where we talk about what we're stocking and what we finished. Charlene and I have both finished a lot in we five have. weeks. And also, what are you wearing? Yes. So what are you wearing? I am wearing my Seven Circle by Kirsten Johnstone. It is a free pattern that she published back in June of 2009. And Gail actually knit this one for me in yes, Madeline Tosh MCN Sport. And today is, I think, our fourth foggy day? Yeah. Is it third or fourth foggy day? But like it's not, drizzle fog. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. just a little it's, bit of fog. It's it, heavy, wet fog. And so I, I'm wearing a store-bought sweater. Well, a store-bought cardigan. It's actually kind of a sweatshirt more than a sweater. But a and, stylish version of a sweatshirt. Well, I hope. But. It, it, for some years <laughs> And uh, still a little chilly, so I threw on this seven circle, which is a cowl. But as the name implied, it's divided into seven parts so there are seven little rings that go around the front of your neck and the back is all one ring and it keeps your neck very warm or warm enough on a day like today when I don't really particularly want to bundle up in my winter sweaters again but it is a little chilly <laughs> and that's in santa cruz of course it's right like 60 right. degrees out and we're saying chilly, yes so. exactly <laughs> putting exactly. it into perspective yes yes and what are you wearing Gail? i am wearing one of my new fo's since may 3rd i'm wearing my colors of Kauai cardigan which is a pattern by hannah masijueska and i love it i had this cued for oh you've gosh, had that at least a for year over and a, half. a year yeah, yeah had the yarn that I wanted to knit the sweater in for probably about the same amount of time. <laughs> and finally for Mad May decided, guess what? I'm going to do it. So I used Madeline Tosh DK, which is 100% superwash merino in, this is going to shock you all, the neon rose pink colorway, <laughs> <laughs> which I adore. The sweater is really cute. It's a fun, fun, fast knit button front cardigan. It has a fun little lace detail along the front of the button bands and in the center of your back that starts about halfway down your back. And that same little lace motif is on the cuffs of the sleeves. So very fun little knit. And again, fun and fast. It was super a super fast. quick knit. Well, you knit it a little cropped. I did. So Mo it's smaller, shorter yes. than a large cardigan. But she did knit it really fast. Yeah, and I'm loving cropped cardigans lately, so I just really like the effect this has. And today I'm wearing it with my yoga pants and a tank top, and I've also worn it with dresses, and it just looks really cute. It looks really cute, and yeah. I, I'm just going to mention that she's wearing it with one of those longer tank tops. So it come, the tank top comes down, it, it covered, level. yeah, yeah. The, she's covered with oh, yeah. the t-shirt <laughs> but the, well you never know with there's the no midriff showing right. on me no, <laughs> but no, no. it's really cute like that yeah really, i'm really pleased cute. with the style i didn't when i knit miette it was my test of that type of mm -hmm. fashion on me not right. knowing if i could pull it off but i really like it i think it's good for a day like today it is and it just goes really well for summer and spring and transitional weather here right so 
Yes, it was a hit. It was a success. <laughs> and I'm also Good. wearing my rose red beret because, like oh, Charlene yeah. said, it's a little bit chilly, and I didn't want to put another sweater on over this, so I yeah. thought, oh, what a good opportunity to wear a hat yeah. in the middle, almost middle of June. I know, and I don't think it's going to get sunny. A, a lot of times the weather here, oh, whatever time the fog's going to burn off, like 12 noon as an example, will hit, and I... Five minutes before 12, it'll be socked in. And then five minutes after 12, it'll be blue skies and sunny. Yeah, when it literally does burn off, it burns off really fast. So sometimes in the morning, you never know if it's going to be a burn off day or a fog day all but day. it was still foggy <laughs> at my house when I left, yeah. which is higher up on the hill. Yeah. And our weather here fog during the summer is often determined by the temperature in the Silicon Valley right. because there is a big mountain between Santa Cruz and the Silicon Valley right. and it had a huge there was it had there was a huge <laughs> heat wave yes in the Silicon Valley last week I was there for a business meeting on Friday afternoon I walked out of the building at 3 30 91 degrees in the parking lot yeah and when I hit the bottom of the hill, the bottom of the mountain to drive back to Santa Cruz, it was 97 yes. degrees. Hit the summit, it was still 97, came down the mountain into Santa Cruz and watched the thermostat, yes. to, uh, thermometer I... on the car go doom, 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 doom. It was a 27 degree difference. Yeah, I had, I had the same experience. I drove over the hill Saturday and same thing. Yeah, was, incredible. Yeah. So... That's the Santa Cruz recap, in addition to what are we wearing? <laughs> <That> <laughs> a is. little more information than you probably thought you'd get. So Gail and I are both in the unique position right now, we realize, where Gail actually has nothing on the needles, and I only have one project on the needles. So I think stocking is high on our yeah, priority right list right now. What are you stocking? Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm stocking everything. It's I that, feel that way too. Well, I was thinking earlier today, how do you describe it? It's like that rapturous feeling of, ooh, I can cast on anything, and you can't decide which pattern and which yarn because they're all so tempting. Kind of like schools out for the summer <laughs> yeah that's actually a good good analogy yeah so cardigans i can't decide whether i should cast on the marion cardigan which is another cropped cardigan by andy satterland that's a pay pattern download on ravelry i have quince and company lark in my stash in a beautiful purple called lupine for that but i also want to knit the vanadium cardigan by Lisa Much. Lisa Much. And that I have super, super, super old stash yarn. That's, is it Kellogg dyes, Superboo? I think it might be Kelly or Ke It's an I think Irish, it might be pronounced Kelly. Yeah, it's spelled C-A-E-L-L-A-C-H. And it's a wool bamboo blend that I've had it's almost the oldest yarn in my stash. Mm -hmm. So and that's, I remember when you bought it. Yeah, that day at Green Planet Yarns. Yeah. So I will probably cast that one on first. The temptation to cast on Marion is greater because it's <laughs> worsted weight, cropped cardigan. You know it's going to go faster. So I'm on that balance beam of which one do I do? The fast, easy one or the longer, <laughs> been in stash longer one? So those are the cardigans I'm waffling on right now. Are you waffling on cardigans? Or sweaters in general? I am. There are, let's see, four on my list <laughs> that I have been going back and forth on. And the one project that I still have on the needles is a shawl. But as we mentioned in previously, for some reason, we both like to knit shawls in springtime. Yep. And I am swatching right now for... A shawl called Askew, also by Lisa Much. There, Charlene and I go again. Yes. We're just like always <laughs> attracted to the same designer. At same, the same designer, time. yeah. And I'm also considering the same sweater that Gail mentioned, Vanadium, or Alto Stratus. And I have, it's interesting because the yarn I'm thinking about using is also yarn that has been in my stash for a while. It is abstract fiber one of their sock bases in a colorway called lady macbeth and it's some beautiful reds uh going down to grays and blacks a little Ooh. bit and i have a a red cardigan it's, it's a short sleeve 
cardigan called Candelia that I made a couple summers ago. And I'm worried that maybe two cardigans with the red tones will be too much. So I'm, I'm, I can't decide. I'm. I what I need to do is pull out the yarn, wind it, and make a swatch and see if I like the fabric for vanadium or altostratus better because they're very different. Yeah, they are. So I need. That's what I need to do. See, I had originally wanted to knit altostratus for my superboo, but oh, then yeah. decided that I always prefer cardigans that have a closure because mm. I tend to wear them closed. So vanadium, vanadium is a top button, top button like three right. buttons at the very right. top. Altostratus is a, an open front. So that's why I'm leaning towards <laughs> vanadium for that specific yarn. Even though you just told me that you had enough top, top button, button closures. <laughs> but, you know, they're the ones that I always reach for. Exactly. They're so easy to wear. It's yep. so easy to wear, at least for the way I dress, because I wear t-shirts and jeans or t-shirts and pants it's and you can just throw that on over and so i continually reach for those again and again but in addition to those two i'm also stocking the low tide cardigan by tin can knits which is a very popular knit right now because it was one of the more popular patterns that was given away when she had a freebie day yeah, or a week, something like the that, of at the, the beginning year. of the year. Was it that long ago? Yeah, thank you very much for that. <laughs> so I have not made that one yet. A lot of people are making it right now, and so there's a lot of notes and a lot going on about it. And I have some yarn and stash from Lorna's Laces. It's the Lorna's Laces Soulmate, and I think that would be Ooh, a Lincoln really... Park. Yes, I oh. think it'd be a really perfect yarn for that style. I'm just looking at a lot of cardigan, a lot of those, a lot of the low tides, and possibly how to modify it a little bit. I'm still thinking about that because I don't necessarily want as deep of a neckline as a lot of them seem to have, and there are they're not all like that. And I'm trying to figure out by looking at people's projects is the difference why some people have that super deep neckline and some people don't is it a choice of size in terms of negative ease or positive ease Mm -hmm. that kind of thing so i need to go and really study people's project notes and that sort of thing on that one and i have to put in a plug for one of our listeners who's one of my best friends on ravelry carol cdn carol and i've been looking at her notes because on that were really good yeah and what i didn't want or what I don't want in that cardigan is also what she didn't want so I have to go back and study her notes as well she kept she keeps really really good project oh, good. notes too good. so good, good, yeah. good. and she's also <laughs> ridiculously nice so if you have any questions about her mods she would I'm sure not mind answering them. excellent hopefully excellent. you didn't mind me volunteering you for that <laughs> And the last one that I am stocking is still the boxy sweater by Hohi Locatelli because I do have the yarn and stash for that. And it's really funny because I told Gail that the reason that I haven't just cast that one on is because the color that I picked for it, which is called William Morris, it's a, a warm brown with some green tones thrown in. And the reason I haven't cast on for that is because I'm trying to decide if it's too brown, if it's just going to be too much brown. (laughs) And then, of course, I laugh because of some of the color choices that I have made for other garments. Okay, why do I look at pink and purple and not say, oh, I can't make this sweater because that's too much pink or too much purple. So it's just not a usual color choice. So it feels different. But I I want to knit it. <laughs> and I was texting Charlene this weekend. Actually, it was Friday because I wore boxy to work. Oh, that's right. I you said it. that. And yeah. you said how wonderful it was and how perfect it was. Yeah. And you could, well, it was Friday. It was casual day. So I could pull it off. It wasn't something I would wear on a normal work day. However, paired with those great bright pink gap pants I got on sale and a cute new pair of wedge heels. I actually bought high heels and I don't fall down when I'm wearing them. 
I looked actually kind of stylish. I had one of those longer necklaces on uh-huh. that are stylish oh, right yeah. now, which I would yeah. never normally wear. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I actually look like I could fit in like in a stylish environment. So I was pleased that Boxy could work for that as well. So I was texting Charlene on Friday. You must knit this sweater. <laughs> well, I saw somebody at my son's school, another mom, another parent, was wearing a sweater that was similar in style to the boxy it had a obviously a box shape to the body and then the tiny little sleeves Mm -hmm. and it looked fantastic on her so i yeah i just need to make it (laughs) when stefani's song what you waiting for is ringing through right now you gotta do it so lots of stocking going on. Well, I haven't even gotten to my shawl both stocking. Both in that spot. Okay, tell I me have, about your shawl stocking because so I, I told you about that askew. I want to cast on. Also, today I was trying to decide before I left because again I have nothing on my needles. Which shawl do I want to cast on? I'm really enjoying shawls right now. So the French Can Can shawl, which is by Mademoiselle C, is knit with DK weight, and there have been some gorgeous FOs in that right now. I believe Byrony Bear just finished hers, and it's really pretty. So I decided I have this stash yarn that I've had since last summer that was planned for a project that isn't happening. So I dug out my stash. This was minutes before I left to come to Charlotte's house to record. <laughs> dug out these three skeins of Misty Alpaca Pima Cotton Silk thinking I had enough to knit this this pattern. I bought the pattern. I was printing the pattern. Yarn's flying in my room because I was in a hurry, and I found the three skeins, and I opened the package, and I looked at the tag and thought, this isn't what I thought I had. I mislabeled it when I entered it into Ravelry as the worsted weight. So I I thought I had about 500 yards. Well, I actually have the DK weight, which is 370-something yards per skein. 327, I think. There we go. So it was like, oh, I have the tag right here. It is, I can tell you exactly. Yes, 327. Well done. It's it's what Charlene knit her Gemini with just recently. And I was ecstatic. It was like winning the yarn lottery because now I had enough yarn (laughs) to knit a really big project compared to the shawl. So instantly, I remembered the easy folded poncho by Church... Church Mouse or Church House? Church Mouse Tees? It's Church House Yarns and Tees. So I think I'm going to knit that. I'm super excited. We saw a woman wearing one of those ponchos at Stitches, Stitches. and it was adorable. It was. So I have enough yarn to knit it. I'm super excited. I think the base will work for it. So the poor French can-can. Now I don't have the yarn (laughs) for that, even though I just bought the pattern. And there are two other shawls just came out in the last week to just yesterday wild cherry by melissa goodale it takes 265 to 275 yards of dk weight yarn so it's a shawlette it's a really pretty asymmetrical similar to the martina bem where you're knitting it kind of on the bias Mm -hmm. but it's a really pretty lace pattern beautiful that's wild cherry and then magda Kubacek, who is female dragon on Ravelry, just released a new two-color shawl called Queen of the Underworld that's named (laughs) after Persephone. It's beautiful. So she just released that, I think, this morning. Oh, wow. So now my brain's buzzing with all the shawls. It's like, oh, well, French can-can, I can't do that because now I don't have the perfect yarn. But I do for Wild Cherry, and I might for Queen of the Underworld, but now I really want to knit this poncho, (laughs) and oh, I want to knit these cardigans, and oh, yeah, hats too. So that's what my mind's doing lately. I need to settle on something. Did I mention my shawl, Askew? I said a minute ago that I mentioned it. And no, I, you haven't I told us about it yet. I can't remember. I know I told you about it before we started recording, but then when I, I said... I don't think oh, you have okay. spoken about it on mic yet. So yes, you've okay. got to tell them about that. So an- another... You said you're swatching for it. I'm swatching for it. But you didn't tell it. us anything about the yarn or anything. Oh, okay. So this yarn is yarn that I have had in stash. I, I see a recurring theme here. We're both working from I stash. Know. It's delightful. <laughs> uh, that Gail brought back for me on one of her travels and I haven't knitted up and I've had it for over a year now I think almost is it almost a year 
And I was trying to figure out why I hadn't knit it. And I decided I hadn't used it because it was so fine. It's true lace weight yarn. So I wasn't sure what I was going to make with it. But I made a shawl a couple of years ago with lace weight yarn doubled. And so I'm making a swatch right now with this yarn doubled. And I think I'm going to use it for the askew pattern, which is the one I think I did mention the pattern by Lisa Much. Yeah. So I don't we think are... you described the pattern. You did a couple episodes ago. Oh, okay. It's a triangular shawl. When you look at it, it's kind of, it, it's made in the traditional triangular shawl manner, but one side is in stockinette stitch and one side is in garter stitch. So since garter stitch is shorter, a shorter stitch than stockinette stitch, the pattern or the fabric kind of curves to one side hence the name askew <laughs> it's really interesting yeah it is and it's rather a basic pattern and i'm really looking forward to knitting it and to using this yarn yeah and you've already even purchased the pattern i have nicely so. done yeah and let me see See, I thought buying the French can-can pattern this morning would commit me to knitting that. <laughs> I should have looked at my yarn first. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Lengthy stocking section. Lengthy, yes. This is what happens when you're in between projects. And so you're not knitting anything. You don't have anything on well, the... Well, you should talk about what you're crocheting. Yes, I am crocheting. I can't reveal too much about it because the intended recipient, I don't think she is a listener. However, in case she is... This is basically one of those projects of love where I know a person who I felt would benefit from a lot of love from a lot of different people. So we, a group of my friends, Ravelry friends and I, hi Porchies, got together and a bunch of them knit Afghan squares. And I'm the organizer, so I said, send them to me. I'll do the edging on each of the squares and I'll seam them all together. One of my other really great Ravelry friends, Shannon, is spinning yarn for this and she is going to knit one square so that we have a square afghan instead of a rectangular afghan mm -hmm. and she's using the rest of that hand spun to do the final border around the entire afghan nice. so this is a huge group project lots of love went into this it started with me wanting to give this person a hug and she doesn't <laughs> live anywhere near me so i can't give her a hug so this is a hug from a lot of different people so i am currently crocheting around the edge of each square and there will be a total of 25 squares and I think I'm on number six so it goes pretty quickly but you know it will take a little bit of time yeah, it's really pretty yeah and Charlene helped me pick out the yarn each of the squares is pink with some of them being slightly variegated some being lighter leaning pink some of them being yeah, almost a it's violet. Just all shades of pink. yeah so I was having trouble trying to figure out what color to do the edging in because it was very difficult dark isn't really her style the light really wasn't pulling out the it was difficult colors. because there were warm pinks and cool pinks yeah so it was hard to figure one color that would go with everything and we ended up i asked the recommendation of several women who we all got together one day and i said okay i laid out a bunch of squares and said what does everybody think and we kind of went towards purple because that's also one of this, the, the woman who's going to get this. It's one of her favorite colors. But then Charlene and I went to a yarn store on the way home that very day. I laid all the squares out on the couch at the yarn store. And Charlene laid down a skein of yarn. I can't remember the name of it now. It's Dream and Color Classy. Absolute Magenta. Oh, okay. Dream and Color Classy. <laughs> that's what it's called. And it was perfect i never would have thought to pair this beautiful burgundy with all of the pinks but it was absolutely perfect yeah. so thank goodness i had charlene with me that day <laughs> yeah it goes really well yeah. it'll be a beautiful gift so that's the only thing i'm actually working on and the only thing that i have on the needles hence all the stocking is the pendulum shawl by amy miller and i'm knitting that in the neighborhood fiber company rustic fingering and you heard a little bit about it on the last episode and i think i may only have a couple of stripes left it it's going pretty quickly 
I just haven't. Yeah. Quickly, yeah, I haven't been knitting as much for the last couple of weeks, but I think I'll finish that one rather quickly. Excellent. Yeah. So it's so weird that both of us are in that weird limbo projects <laughs> at the same time. That doesn't often happen. No, it doesn't. Very unique. It doesn't. So now we know what we're stalking, which seems like the entire breadth of Ravelry. And <laughs> what have you finished? Now, she and I have both finished a lot. So we don't want to just give you a big laundry list of finished objects because that could become very boring. So do you want to go back and forth and yeah, okay, start with our favorites or I kind of did them in chronological order, but I'm just let's see, I actually haven't finished that many things. One small thing, small thing I can get through really quickly was another Mason jar cozy. I think I talked about that way back in May and I finished another one and they all went to my mom for Mother's Day. Yay. So that was a good, quick, easy stash busting project. My next one. Can I just ask how much yarn approximately those white, those mason jar cozies oh, take? I think I weighed one. It was only, I want to say, eight, ten grams. Okay. It wasn't much. When you said stash busting, it made me think, oh, I can yeah. do that. How much <laughs> it yarn? Wasn't, it wasn't much at all. But the one project that I finished that I, well, not the one project that I love, but one of the projects that I finished that I am in love with right now is my In the Moment Shawl by Hohi Locatelli. And I'm holding it up for Gail, even though she's seen it a it's lot so already. <laughs> this was a really fun knit. And it was so much so that I knit the first half of the shawl super fast. I, I just buzzed through the first half of the shawl in a day or two super super fast and ended up tweaking my tendonitis in my arms a little bit in my tennis elbow as it's called hence why i haven't actually been knitting as much the last few weeks as i would have otherwise so i did put it down for a little while and you know i don't know what about it tweaked it i think it was just that i was knitting so fast and furious on it because it was just one of those projects where oh just one more row just one more row i was alternating a solid gray and a multicolored yarn from miss babs and i was just fascinated with the way the colors were coming out because the solid gray that i used is one of the exact tones in the multicolored yarn so it just it matches perfectly it looks great and then one thing that I changed a little bit was I added beads on the Pico bind off, which I really love. Just these purple beads. It's a really good idea. They look yeah. beautiful. Yeah. So, like I said, I had to slow down my knitting. And there were many nights where I've spent stocking patterns and reading patterns instead of actually knitting but it's feeling a little bit better now yeah so. we have i have to do a shout out to inez who lives in germany who's another one of our listeners she's mm -hmm. edler 007 mm -hmm. she hurt her elbow really badly oh, and I she was that. cranking out sweaters you know yeah one every few days it yeah. seemed like and she hasn't been able to knit in weeks oh wow can you imagine how sad and yeah depressed that would make someone so sorry inez i hope you're healing <laughs> And then another project that I'm reaching over, another project that I never got to really talk about on the podcast because I cast this on after we started our Dyer series and finished is the Gemini sweater by Jane Richmond. And it was a super, super fun, quick knit. And I knit it in the Pima Silk from Misty Alpaca that Gail was talking about a few minutes ago. And I followed recommendations for the sweater, cast on a much smaller size than you think you need. You knit it with a lot of negative ease and it doesn't seem possible, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> so I cast it on smaller and I don't usually like knitting with cotton, but I really like the combo of this yarn and this top and since it was such a super quick knit, I don't think it added, it may have been part of my hand or my arm 
issue. I don't really know. Yeah, I was, you did burn through that one so I finished quickly. it up pretty quickly. Yeah. So that one, it, it's hard to tell. But a really nice top. I haven't been able to wear it yet, but I can't wait to wear it. It's super cute. You I'm, could totally wear that right now with a longer sleeve shirt underneath. Yeah, it. yeah. Be perfect I definitely for weather could. Today. I definitely could. Yeah. And I used Jane's stitch pattern for the top. It is a, I should mention, it is a free pattern on Knitty. Yep. And I think it was published last summer. There are a lot of projects on Ravelry. And it is called Gemini because you can wear the top two ways. You can wear the top with the lace pattern facing forward or with the solid stockinette facing forward and then the lace pattern to the back. I prefer the lace pattern forward, so that's how I've been trying it on as I've been knitting it. And I used, from the pattern, I used Jane's numbers. I changed up the rate of increases a little bit because I found that even with the size I was knitting, I didn't need to make the sleeves as big. So I changed the rate of increases. I can't remember if I did every other row. I think she has you do every row. But I ended up with fewer stitches on the needles for the sleeves and the same number that I was supposed to end up with on the body. And then for the body, it's just a tube. I just knit it to fit myself. So it was pretty easy yeah and it's a beautiful yarn too it's tonally variega variegated so it just has a beautiful what was the name of it raspberry no i can't remember because <laughs> the label just has a number and it's they... a lighter pink than mine mine is the same yarn but a darker mine's called a rich berry yeah and hers is like the lighter pink it reminds me of madeline tosh fragrant without the brown yeah it's beautiful that's, that's good very pretty but the fabric just feels so soft it and does. cozy it's super soft yeah i'm really really pleased with the way this turned out and i actually really want to knit this one again now would you call that next to skin soft I and mean, yeah so you could just basically wear like a little camisole yeah definitely it. yeah it definitely. feels and looks like it would be that way definitely and then the designer of the pattern jane richmond she has since made a wool version with three quarter sleeves that you could wear in cooler weather in cold months, mm, which I cute. happen to think is adorable. And I will link in the show notes because it is really worth taking a look because on the pattern page and on Knitty, I should say the pattern page on Ravelry and on Knitty, they just show it as a summer top knit in cotton, short sleeves, but it's a good a good variation i mean yes. it, it'll work absolutely so, um, i was really excited to see that just because i really like the way it turned out and i like the way it fits and i think that would be a great option see i can see myself knitting that version of it more than this version because i don't tend to wear my short sleeve tops so mm. much as a cardigan this time of year yeah so i might wear that top in the colder weather with the t-shirt or a long sleeve t-shirt underneath oh, yeah, it yeah. as opposed to just by itself although I say that and then I'm imagining all my cute skirts that would look good with so. right right I just I realized last summer I made was it last summer when I made buttercup mm -hmm. I ended up wearing buttercup a lot mm -hmm. so now I'm thinking oh maybe I will try wearing more spring knit tops this year so and maybe we'll I just haven't knit the right one. Maybe. There we go. I can start knitting more. Maybe. Okay. So why don't you tell us a little bit about some things you finished? Okay. I also finished my In the Moment shawl by Hohe, and I used different colors than Charlene did, very strikingly different. So she chose a variegated with the same grays in it as her solid. I used Noro Curion Sock, which mm -hmm. is a slow color changing yarn. With Tosh Merino Light in charcoal, I think, is the color I used. So it's a nice gray paired with this slow color changing purples, violets, pinks. So it looks like I've used lots of different colors of yarn, but I actually was only using two skeins. Very, very happy with the results. It's just beautiful. It I is. wish I hadn't been lazy and I had put beads into my <laughs> Pico bind off, but I'm not a huge fan of doing pico bind offs i love the results 
I don't so much love actually knitting them because they just take forever. I do remember you texting me when you were in the middle of it saying, this is taking forever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, for me, they're just tedious. Which is interesting perspective because for me, it doesn't bother me at all. It doesn't bother me at all. I just finished last night another small project called the Flanders Scarf. And that was from... Oh, I didn't write down the information. Sorry, we'll link to it in the show notes. It was from one of the most recent knit scene magazines, I think it was, or interweave knits. I don't know which one it was (laughs) now. I can picture the magazine on my table, but I can't remember which it was. Regardless, it is a very, I thought it was a shawlette. However, it is a scarf and it has a very narrow amount to describe it's it's shallow and long like a scarf but it does have a little bit of a crescenty shape to it and it's mostly garter stitch but then there's a really interesting lace motif that's beneath the garter stitch and then the end is a little bit of a ruffle so you increase a lot of stitches there were over 500 stitches on the needle for the ruffle and then you do a really cool bind off that's not quite pico but it is equally tedious compared Mm -hmm. to Pico. Something like you knit yarn over, knit yarn over, knit yarn over, put those five stitches back on the left needle, knit through all five together, and then yarn over. It was just this combination of things through all 500 stitches. So I spaced that out over three days working on other projects, but it's beautiful. I used Tosh Merino Light in the Torcher colorway, which is reminiscent of the beautiful red poppies that grow in France. And I was missing France and feeling sorry for myself because (laughs) I wasn't seeing the giant poppy fields. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is a scarf I need to knit. And this color, it's much more vibrant than the poppies because it has more pink in it. It does have orange in it too, and those poppies are definitely an orange-leaning red, Yeah. but it's just spectacularly bright and lovely. And Charlene pulled up the pattern for me on Ravelry. from Knit Scene Summer 2013. And Janine Lacrasse is the designer. So very fun knit. It went quickly, except for that Pico-ish bind-off. It did take (laughs) almost every yard of a full skein of Tosh Merino Light. So if you're thinking about it, that's... The yarn requirement there. It was also an easy knit. Like I said, most of it is garter stitch. And I think that even a pretty new knitter could do that pretty easily. I don't remember there being any short rows. There was a chart for the lace, and I don't remember if there were written instructions. I think it was only a chart, but it was still a pretty easy knit. I've also finished several other small projects. I finished the Ivy Trellis hat which is an Alana Dacos pattern that you could only get if you pre-ordered the hard copy book, Botanical Knits. But she said it will be in Botanical Knits too. So there will be a Botanical (laughs) Knits too. I used my Neighborhood Fiber Company Studio Sport in the Rock Creek Park colorway. This was a hat I was knitting for a friend in a swap. And when I heard about some trouble she was going through personally, I decided that after the hat was finished, I still had about 200 yards of the skein of Studio Sock or Studio Sport left. So I decided to knit her a Zuzu's Petals cowl to go with the Ivy Trellis hat. And I'm really glad I did. Once again, I actually omitted two of the final rows in Zuzu's Petals. Did you have enough? I am so glad I did because I would not have had had enough enough yarn if I had done those last two rows. Yeah, because Gail was worried. She didn't have enough. And she didn't have the one that she had previously knit, but I still have the one that I knit. And so I said, oh, let me weigh it for you and see what my exact yardage was. And I texted her the yardage. And we decided she would probably have enough but except for two rows <laughs> yeah and you can't tell of no 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 so yeah. that is a pattern by karina spencer and i highly recommend this as a go-to gift knitting project it used like i said about 200 yards of sport weight yarn the pattern is also written for worsted weight yarn so you have quite a variety of weights that you can use and it's a really quick knit and it's beautiful it is a cowl 
but it looks like it's a lace-edged shawlette right. that you're wearing bandit style around Wrapped your neck. Around, yeah. So it's really pretty. It's very functional. I highly recommend it. I think I knit that in like a day and a half. Yeah, that's a pretty quick Yeah, project. two evenings, yeah. I would say, is how that went on and off the needles. <laughs> so those were two of the small projects. Another one was the Turkish Bed Socks. Church House Yarns and Tea again. It's a pattern designed for a single skein of Koigu KPPPM, right. whatever That's, that base is. Yeah. <laughs> it's their sock yarn, and they're small skeins. So I saw it in real life for the first time and thought, ooh, I want to try that. And I ended up with at least a third of the skein left. Wow. I think I knit at too tight of a gauge, so I think they're going to go to Josie. Oh. But they're super cute, tiny socks that if you have ever seen or worn Dansko clogs, they're perfect for that because they basically just fit your foot under the clog. So that's what, that's the easiest way to describe those. They were a pretty easy knit. And if you're familiar at all with sock construction, it would go pretty quickly. Other small project was the Weather the Weather Hat, which is a free download by Megan Williams of the Stockinette Zombies. I had a skein of Plymouth Encore yarn that I've had in stash for a while, meant for the charity hats. Mm -hmm. So I whipped that out in about a day and a half. Super cute hat. It's yeah. going to be a great charity hat. I think I have enough of the skein left over to knit the small hat because oh, I knit. Cool. I yeah, tried to use up the whole skein. skein. Yeah, so I used I used the second to last size. Second, you know, there was right. small, medium, <laughs> large, whatever. I used second to the last and biggest, thinking. The biggest one was made for a 24-inch head, and I thought, maybe some people have a 24-inch head, but it seemed huge, so I went with the next smaller, but she provides a lot of sizes, so I think I can eke out the small one as well. So those are the little projects. So I see one of your big projects in front yes, of you. I'm so excited! The other thing that I have finished, major finishing, is my Neon Yay. by Hohilo Catelli. I have been working on this for what feels like a long time, and it's only because I had to slow down my knitting because of my elbows. So I slowed down, but I finally finished it. It is possibly one of my most favorite sweaters that it I've ever knit. Amazing. Both because of the yarn and the color and the pattern. I really, really like it. The sweater was knit top down and it's in an interesting stitch i think on the pattern it's called tool stitch yeah, i've seen it i've seen a stitch like this called other things in other places and you knit back and forth for the body and then you knit the sleeves in the round top down and i see it is the contiguous, is that what it's called? Yes. Contiguous sleeve. sleeve construction, which I ended up really liking. I liked it a lot. I found it pretty easy to follow the, the directions, and I like the way it fits. And I have, just yesterday, I started to sew my buttons on, and I realized that I thought my buttons were too heavy to sew on to just the yarn so i went out and i quickly bought some backing ribbon and i sewed the ribbon on and then sewed the buttons onto the sweater with the backing ribbon which i don't always do but i do find it necessary sometimes when the buttons are heavy and i'm really happy with it's it it's super super yeah. super super bright and pretty and happy it is and let's see i some things that i had to do when i knit it i had to knit my sleeves on a much larger needle size than i knit the body which is fairly common for me i knit tighter in the round than i do flat but there was something about this stitch pattern and possibly because of the difference in the way that you formed the stitches when you're knitting in the round the knitting flat just made me knit the sleeves much much tighter so i think i ended up going four sizes wow a needle that's up. a lot yeah it is a lot but now i can't tell the difference between the body and the sleeve so Perfect. obviously it was the right thing to do yeah. i'm very happy with it and I also ended up knitting the bottom few inches of the sweater twice because I knit it, knit all the way to the bottom first time, 
tried it on the top fit perfectly the bottom was okay but it was a more snug than I would have liked because I probably will wear this sweater buttoned up all the way and I noticed in I think on the pattern pictures, a lot of them, oh, he has it just buttoned on the top, mm -hmm. and she wears the bottom open. And I'll probably wear it that way, too, sometimes, but I do like the look of it buttoned up all the way as well. So I thinking with that in mind that I would probably wear it that way, I knew I would probably be happier making it a little bit larger. And then when I mentioned it to Gail, you mentioned that thing. a lot of... Uh, knitters had done that as well. Yeah, and I don't know if a lot of them did, but I I did go back on the notes and I saw a few people had. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know if a lot did, but I did notice that few people, a few a few knitters did note that they had done that. So I'm really happy with it. It's so pretty. Yeah, I love that color. Yeah, it's the violently it's violet the... from Western Sky Knits. Right, violently violet very happy. It's not quite <laughs> retina searing, but you know what would be really pretty? My Flanders new little scarf with that. Oh, really? That would be so awesome. I'm going to have to loan you the scarf when you wear that sweater. Yeah, it's really fun because a lot of people have been making this. Gail made it previously. Alex I know is making it. Alex uh -huh. under Hi, Dutch Alex. skies is also making it and she posted some pictures of her beautiful swatch in our Ravelry group. She's using a multi-tone yeah. yarn. Very, and it's highly and it's, variegated. And it's really nice. Yeah. And then Kim, who's who dyed this yarn for me from Western Sky Knits, and you heard on our show two episodes ago, she has a green one. Mm -hmm. And then one of the women at the yarn store is making one in a bright yellow. So we'll have to get together for a group Giant shot one of these days. <laughs> so many pretty ones. Have you finished anything else yet? I That's did. it for me. So I also mentioned earlier that I'm wearing my Colors of Kauai mm -hmm. cardigan, which I finished and I love. I also finished the Summer Dawn, which I test knit oh, for Andrea yeah. Black. I believe that I spoke about that on previous episodes. You did. But I hadn't started knitting it yet because I waited for May 1st for Mad May to start. I used Tosh Marina Light and the Dr. Zhivago's Sky colorway, which is the prettiest gray I think I've ever seen. And, well, I don't know, I'm Neighborhood Fiber Company. Her gray, I think, might be better. <laughs> but anyway, awesome knit. It also had contiguous sleeves, has an entire back made of a beautiful lace pattern, and the fronts are stockinette with a little bit of lace that peeks over the top of your shoulder. The sleeves are solid. I did three-quarter length sleeves. I love that sweater. I found, just like Charlene was saying, that sometimes she uses backing ribbon for her button band. I did the same thing for that because Tosh Merino Light is a single-ply yarn and doesn't have the same structure as you would get with a multi-plied yarn. Mm -hmm. So I did do a really cute little pink ribbon with hearts in it as the backing, which I just love the little flash of color mm -hmm. if it's not buttoned all the way and that little bit of finishing I was really happy I took the extra time to do that yeah so very happy with that sweater I highly recommend the pattern it's extremely well written and I've always enjoyed each of Andrea's knits that I've knit and I enjoy wearing them too they're FOs that are frequently worn in my closet <laughs> so that yeah. to me that says a lot if I'm wearing yeah, the design absolutely. a lot it yeah. means a lot so yeah. Yeah, and that's a, a sweater you could knit in so many different colors and it yeah. would look good. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the testers, it runs the gamut from brights to grays, <laughs> everything in between. Really beautiful FOs. And I finally finished my Gilet Valerie, my cable goodness hooded sweater with the Cascade 220 tweed and the gland on the hood. That's French for tassel. <laughs> we were joking around about that online because my friend Maggie did the translation from French oh. to English and gland. We joked around <laughs> about that a lot. So that's the tassel. Really happy with the sweater. I don't think I had a single full yard of that yarn left. I used every oh, wow. single bit of the yarn in the tassel. I was digging out the scraps from the button bands and stuff to finish the tassel. That's how much yarn I used for that sweater. But it's so soft and comfy, and I think the natural yarn and tweed really works well with that pattern. I'm really happy with it. So, 
I've finished so many things. I feel so accomplished. And now I have nothing on the needles. It's a weird feeling. So we also wanted to once again thank Karita of Neighborhood Fiber Company and Kim of Western Sky Knits for their time and all the great information they gave us about dyeing. And I wanted to announce our winner for the skein of Neighborhood Fiber Company Studio Sport. No, Studio Worsted. Worsted. 400 yummy yards. Yeah, we had... a. I think exactly 180 people in the drawing. So random number generator from two to 180 picked number 113, who is Redbird one, real name Lynn on Ravelry. So congratulations, Lynn! Yay! <laughs> Contact Charlene, please. PM her on Ravelry, and she will get that beautiful skein and the project bag in the mail to you. We'll get it out to yeah. you. Yeah, very exciting. Yes, very much so. So the other thing we wanted to comment about was what draws you to yarn? What would you say is the first thing that draws you to a skein of yarn, Charlene? Well, I think most people are drawn in initially by either the fiber content or, drum roll, the color. The color, exactly. <laughs> Which is kind of what sparked our interest in the dyers in dying, and the dyeing yes, process. You yes. know, how does the different fiber take color differently, what are things we should know as yarn consumers, etc. And then certain people, everyone has a color or Or colors colors. (laughs) that they are attracted to. And Alice Alice started a thread in our Ravelry group, which was interesting about color affinity. And she posted a very telling photograph of several skeins of yarn that she had purchased on different outings from different places and she came home and realized she had basically bought the same color and gail and i both do the same thing thing. i'm drawn very much to purples and also pinks and reds gail's drawn very much to pinks and i have noticed at the yarn store where i work when there is a new shipment of a yarn and there are a lot of people in the store who are excited and are gathering skeins that they want to get, a lot of times you can tell whose pile of (laughs) yummy goodness is whose because it's predominantly green or predominantly yellow or predominantly pink or blue. And seems like everybody has... A certain color leaning, I should say. And of course it changes a little bit. And not all yarns are available in all colors. So you make choices. But it's just interesting how some people are drawn to certain colors. Another comment that was made in the thread was, and I think you commented about this in the yarn store, Mm -hmm. people will often walk up to buy yarn that is the same color as what they're wearing. All the time, all the time, people will come in, I want to make this shawl, I'm looking for this yarn, and the first skein they pick up generally matches what they have on. And I've always wondered, is it because you are unconsciously matching, or is it because you have clothed yourself in the color that you prefer, and that's the same color that you reach for? And it's probably a little bit of both. But people do that all the time, and it's very funny to see. (laughs) Well, I think I also, I've said it many times on the podcast, that I'm attracted to really, really bright colors. Mm -hmm. And this new neon trend, I'm loving because (laughs) I love bright colors. The bright pinks, the bright turquoises, not so much the bright yellows and greens. They don't really do much for my complexion. But in a stripe, yeah, it works really Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. So I find that the colors that I'm attracted to I think look good on me. So I wear them. That's when I'm out shopping for yarn. I often gravitate towards those colors, Mm -hmm. which are 90% of the time what I'm going to be wearing. Or, oh, well, that's what I had in my hand when I was getting dressed, but decided Mm -hmm. to put that down and wear this color instead. So lots of the bright turquoises right now and pinks especially. But gray is my neutral. I always go to gray for any type of solid I don't want it to be too bright like I did summer dawn in gray because I wanted something to go with all of my bright dresses Mm -hmm. that wasn't going to clash and I think people when they get dressed they tend to maybe maybe it's conscious maybe it's unconscious you 
reach for a color that makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. How many people have had the experience of standing in front of their closet and you have a closet full of clothes and you say, I don't have anything to wear. <laughs> and, you know, perhaps it's style. But a lot of times for me, I know it's color. I don't have the exact thing that I want to wear in a specific color or or mood, something that fits my mood. Yes. You, you dress in a certain way. And whether you're closet is predominantly blacks or predominantly pinks if that's the color that makes you feel good mm -hmm. and that's the color that you reach for then it translates it, to your it, yarn purchase right exactly too. exactly it's funny that you said mood because i never wear brown it's just not mm -hmm. a color that i'm attracted mm -hmm. to at all my mother has been in a brown phase for years <laughs> now and i've never really understood it because it's just not a color that I'm attracted to. I mean, it looks good on most people, but yeah. I personally yeah. don't like it. And it's not that I don't like brown. I don't like to wear brown. Right. And I had, it was about 10 years ago, maybe even more, when those long flowy dresses were in style mm -hmm. that oh, yeah. usually had a light floral print to them. I had one that was brown with a floral <laughs> print. It was kind of a rusty reddish leaning brown, but... My husband finally named that the bad mood dress because he said every time I wore it, I got in a bad mood. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So I honestly believe that your colors can affect your moods. Maybe I picked it that day because I was in a bad mood or, you know, maybe grumpy when I got dressed or I don't know if it was the reverse of that throughout the day, my mood darkened because I was wearing this brown you know, long flowing dress, so right. short sleeves, but you're seeing a lot of that brown on your body. Like my pink shirts, I don't necessarily see the pink. Right. Because you don't, I don't generally look right. down at myself very often, right. but so interesting little side note. Interesting, yeah. And different colors, I think, mean different things to different people. Mm -hmm. Such as, let's take black. There are people that say, oh, I only wear black. I don't know anybody, but I've heard of people yeah. that say that yeah. I only wear black. And black can mean one thing to one person and something else to another person. That's I true, know yeah. a lot of people who tend to wear black because they feel it looks professional. So they wear it in their professional lives. It, it makes me look professional. Right. Or slimming. Or, or slimming. Exactly. That's a good example, too. They say that. And then there are other people who say, you shouldn't wear black up next to your face because it's just draining and it makes people look old. And I guess it's different for every situation and every person. But the color that you wear may not mean the same thing to somebody yes, else. Yes, it's true. Well, and that's interesting too because that brings up the whole fiber content. Because you can pick something that's a black that has a sheen to it that's not as draining for your face necessarily as a flat black that doesn't mm. have any sheen mm -hmm. so i think that is a large contributor to how it looks on you as well yeah. especially yeah. for figure flattering things you know a drapey fabric might look better than a stiff fabric and this more dense your fabric that you knit it's not going to drape as well anything with silk in it is going to drape better than if it doesn't have silk like my yarn bonus today when i discovered that my misty alpaca is actually dk weight i can knit that poncho and it's going to be drapey because right. this is a cotton silk blend right. so it's going to lend itself to the drape i want for yeah. that particular garment yeah so that's just another factor to yeah. consider. And you know another thing about color? You meet a lot of people who say, oh, I can't wear that color. Right. Or that doesn't look good on me. Or, oh, that's too bright for me. Try a small accessory with it, like a cowl or fingerless gloves that aren't even near your face yeah. or a hat. And just experimenting, I should try something brown and see <laughs> because I am sitting here doing the same thing. But it's, it's a good way to experiment without investing too much time right. and money. Right, right. And so color resources. I had a color resource I wanted to point out. The Pantone Fashion Color Report. Every season, Pantone, who is the publisher of the big color spec charts that you use 
if you have things printed or if you're doing logo work, that kind of thing, and you must use the exact shade of red, you tell your printer you want red number 37, or that's just an example. But it's, it's how colors are matched exact because obviously on one person's computer monitor it's not going to look the same as another person's computer monitor so pantone publishes these color color reports every year and actually their color of the year for 2013 was emerald green i know it's beautiful yeah so i just read that in some silly fashion magazine oh, really? about <laughs> a couple days ago and i remember last year i think it was tangerine orange and I can't remember the color before, but I'm big into color. So I always read these reports. And a lot of times I have this Pantone color swatch on the bulletin board in my office, just because I think they're always pretty and I like to look at the colors. And so fashion merchandisers, and I would assume then textile manufacturers would mm-hmm. also be looking towards producing these colors for the upcoming seasons. So why do yarns come out in a certain palette? It's probably because of not necessarily this one trend report, but whatever trends are out there going on, the palettes coming in are going to reflect all those trends. So this, like I mentioned, this year, the color of the year was the emerald green, but then the spring colors, let's see, tender shoots, dusk blue, Oh, poppy red. Grade, jade. They're all kind of, except for that poppy red. That's not really fitting the trend. Yeah. They're all a little muted. Muted. Yes. Well, the Monaco blue is not muted either. But poppy red, those, the poppy red and the Monaco blue are very nautical colors, and those always seem to be in for spring. I love that dress that she's wearing on the sidebar there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then for fall 2013. I've just pulled that up. We still have our emerald green, which is the color of the year. But then the colors are all kind of the same colors, but much darker. Yeah, more saturated. Yeah, more saturated. Super pretty. So I'll put links to that so that you can match up your yarns with what's coming. Obviously, not everybody cares. Some people... I generally knit what I want. I don't look at the color. I like looking at the colors because I think they're pretty, but when it comes to picking yarn and colors that I want to wear, I this goes out the window. Me too. <laughs> yeah. I think when you're holding that skein of yarn, a lot of your preconceived notions go by the wayside. If it's calling to you at a specific yes. moment, there's yeah. a reason for it. Yeah. So I kind of tend not to fight that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do, I do too. Because, my staff would be smaller. Well, because you, you pick colors that are going to make you feel good. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the most important thing. And that's probably a good way to end up. Our series. That pick the colors that make you feel good. You know, there is probably a color that every time you wear, people say, oh, that looks really good on you, or that color looks really good on you. And if you hear that a lot when you're wearing a specific sweater or a specific shirt, stick with it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) As long as it makes you feel good, too. But having getting compliments probably does make you feel good. So Hopefully. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening, and thank you for all of the really nice comments that we got on this series and talking to dyers we really enjoyed chatting with the dyers and we really enjoyed bringing all this information to you and it gives us lots of ideas for future segments yeah and all the great feedback if there is anything you would like us to talk about on the podcast please do put something in the thread because it's probably something a lot of other people are thinking about also and don't I have the tendency to not speak up sometimes because, you know, I don't want to sound silly or whatever, but we would definitely appreciate hearing from you if there's a question, if there's a curiosity about a pattern or a yarn base or anything like that, let us know. We'd love to do more investigation on your behalf. I mean, what if that means we get to buy a new yarn? How sad would that be? (laughs) And don't be, um, don't be hesitant to put a comment in our Ravelry group in any of the threads. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, we really appreciate all the 
feedback and posts and chatter and stuff we love in chat. the group. It's wonderful. Gail and I both love chat. So Yeah, you probably see my posts <laughs> more often than most of you want to. <laughs> so it happens when you sit at the computer all day working. You tend yeah. to uh, check out Ravelry more than you probably should. So on that note, thank you very much. And happy knitting, everyone. Yeah, thanks so much for listening. Happy knitting until the next time. Bye-bye. Bye. You can find us on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a growing Ravelry group, and you can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs. Goodbye and good knits.